What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Starting Five Podcast, SP Nation, Grizzly Bear Blues. I hope you all are staying warm and out of the ice. I am the One Piece Shark. Slipping, falling, and can't get up. Please, I hope you're not like DMX out here. Rest in paradise. But uh, this your guy, Trev, the 3 and D guy, reporting maybe for the last time from Dylan Brooks Island. <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay, okay, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. It's really she, but now I gotta give it to the big fella because I gotta hear him laugh again. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Hold on, first and foremost, let's do introductions. Hi guys, my name is Seven Shakira, aka the Big Man of the Star Five Podcast. I know good and doggo well that my fellow, if y'all are cold, you know, shout out to Memphis being an ice. I promise this podcast is going to warm y'all up because I know good and doggone well the president CEO of Dylan Brooks Island just. Are you putting in your card? Given the reports that's come out uh, recently, I think that the media may be pressuring, pressuring the Grizzlies to make this move. And honestly, if this move were to go down, that just means that the Grizzlies is putting a lot of stock in Danny Green, which that remains to be seen. He'll make his debut, of course, tomorrow night in the game against uh, the Trailblazers. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Not, not Daniel's son. Not Mister Miyagi. No, 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 no. <laughs> Stop. I'm ready. I'm ready to just define the word "fine" because that that's, that's a hell of a way to start this fight. I ain't expect that one. But golly, Trevor. Oh mm. uh, man, speaking of that, let's go ahead, rewind it back, and take it back to the last week. Of course, the Grizzlies had a rough one. They continued to lose the streak on the road. I, I went up, thought they would lost five in a row after winning 11 in a row. But here we are. They lost five in a row, and we're down by six, as much as 16, maybe more, to the Indiana Pacers at home. Before they made the comeback, John Moran, Jaron Jackson played a lot of minutes to – Come back in that game, Jaron Jackson had a point to prove because somebody on Reddit tried to come at him this weekend, and he proceeded to get five blocks and told him, you know, hey, the stats be for itself. I passed it. I passed I passed the test. So shout out to Jaron for actually, you know, responding to someone on the court and doing it in a correct manner that we've been expecting him to do. So they did break the loose streak by being, being Indiana Pacers. I would start by keeping in my recap this time. So – can go and transition to the next topic as he's gonna politely do for us on this episode. But my thoughts, man, the rough one. I mean, you you talk all this smack and you lose the gold state again. I mean, again, 
at Golden State again. Uh, you lost at Golden State, what, three times in Golden State in the playoffs last year. You lost to them twice this season in Golden State. Like, at some point, you're going to have to learn how to win on the road. You're now – I got stats to back all this stuff up. They are 5-13 against the Western Conference on the road this season. They are 1-10 in their last 11 games against the Western Conference on the road. They've only won one road game since – November the 9th. I think that was the last. They won. They beat the Phoenix Suns December 23rd. Outside of that, they had won any more road games. They won four to start the season. They started out four and three on the road overall. So, yeah, it's looking really rough around here on the road. So, they got to figure something out. And like, you know, Took said earlier, we're going to find a word fine. So, hey, we, we got some questions for these for these guys coming up. So, hey, glad they broke the streak. Hopefully they get another streak going. But, it's time to get a look. It's time to get a look concerned. I think the the other part of it is we stood up two seed and we're still up by three games on on the two seed. So that's how well we're doing at home, just to really just dominate to that fashion. And only two games back on the one seed, and we were one game back before this losing streak. So kind of wild, like me and the only team that's doing a little losing. But there's a reason to be just a you know a little bit more concerned than we probably were beforehand. But I pass it on down to the corner man trail. Yeah, not the ideal way you want to close out the month of January for the Grizz because to start 2023, if I'm not mistaken, the Grizz were undefeated. They were undefeated up until uh, the Lakers game, right, when the losing streak started. Um, Yeah, there's going to be some there's, it's tough times. Obviously, when you call your shot, you better be able to back it up. I mean, to quote the wire, the wire everyone knows the uh, famous quote, when you come for the king, you best not miss. And as of right now, the Golden State Warriors sitting up top as the reigning defending NBA champions. You had not one, but two opportunities, excuse me, to prove yourself as one of the top teams in the West. I mean, granted, the standings say so, but let's let's keep it a bean until you beat the Warriors. You're not really saying much. You had two opportunities to do it. You fell flat on your face. Um, thankfully, uh, the heading back to FedEx form, even though it's icy as it is um, right now. Um, there's a breath of fresh air, but uh, yeah, there is some a lot of concern for for this Memphis Grizzlies team. Uh, I believe during this losing streak, uh, Memphis has become a little bit more uh, predictable on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they're not getting as many easy baskets as they would have with Stephen Adams and Desmond Bain in the lineup. Everyone is just chunking up threes that are not quality three point shooters, regardless of who you, whoever that person may be. Uh, certain people not getting minutes that should be getting minutes. It, it was just a mess during this losing streak. So uh, for them to at least close out the month of January with a win um, says something. But we've said time and time again, this team needs a veteran. We hope that Danny Green is that guy, but uh, you can't have too much shooting. Uh, I, I honestly feel that Memphis needs to make a move at the deadline. Uh, and we'll see uh, what may happen in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't believe, uh, I believe it's February 9th. I don't believe that day passes uh, without climbing, making some type of deal to solidify not only maybe scoring, but even some different presence and defensively as well. Um, you know, there's had some talks for to try to get OG, um, which – I think, you know, if you're trading the house for him, am I frozen? Oh, okay. Um, if you trade the house for him, was the three first round picks I've seen and two other players, I mean, go. 
um, if you ask me to go for it. Um, because you're not trading away what I believe is the franchise, uh, which is your job, your bane, and Shane Jackson Jr. I'm gonna say that now. He's he's earned his place for me to tell him that he's part now of this franchise. Um, and so if none of those three players, of course, Steven Adams as well is not part of that deal either, especially with him being hurt um, and out. Go get it. Uh, I mean, try it and lock it in um, and see. I think OG will be a great fit. Um, I haven't seen other reports that I think will move the needle as much for the Grizzlies besides that type of trade. Um, to talk about the week, you know, losing to the Lakers, losing to the Suns, the Kings. I mean, we lost to everyone out West. The, 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 every team in California had our name on it, including Sacramento. And I mean, they beat us down hefty. Um, but that's not the one loss that sticks with me the most or the hardest. It's really the Timberwolves um, because I thought we were past this, right? I thought the game against the Timberwolves would be a redemption for us, especially after we just got done losing to the Warriors. I was hopeful for a game to step up. And you know who stepped up? Slow-mo. Slow-mo stepped up in that game um, and provided a, a good 20-plus piece on us Um yeah, I mean, Rudy Garber was like, but I mean, he had seven points, a, a bunch of rebounds, but the assertions of slow-mo into that lineup without Cat was huge, and we weren't ready for, for that or prepared for that. Um, and they won, because I think we beat the Timberwolves last time, of course, um, so they had to repay the favor. So, yeah, we closed out with a game against the Pacers that we won, but to me, of the losses that we've had in this losing streak, that loss to the Timberwolves hurts me the most, Um you know, we might have some opportunities against the Warriors. Yes, you're right, Trevor. But the Timberwolves won. It was like, how? How do we lose to that? But, but I guess we're we're fine, though, in the West, though, right? No. <laughs> no, we not. And let me tell you this. Y'all have been so nice in this podcast. And so kudos to y'all, man. Uh, I remember last pod because we, you know, kind of took, you know, last week and did our thing on grid spaces or whatever. Uh, make sure y'all y'all checked it out. But our last time recording, I brought up the fact that we were close to 500 basketball in the West, and that was after John Moran said, "Hey, we fine in the West." Okay, cool. I brought the concern to y'all. Y'all said y'all weren't concerned. I said I was. The week has passed, and not only did we lose five straight, we lost five straight to Western Conference teams. Like, come on, to the Lakers who barely may or may who I feel like it's gonna be a playoff team and can make some noise down the line if they get their ish together and play on the trade deadline. We'll see. The Phoenix Suns, who I feel like the sun is setting in Phoenix, we still lost to them. Sacramento, we lost to Sacramento, granted one of the top offensive teams in the league, but we lost to them by 33 points. Then okay, rest of players so we can get ready for our rivalry game. Yes, our rivalry is against the Warriors as of now, ladies and gentlemen. And we still lost to them. Over uh, two for the season, and then we come right back and lose to the team that I said it was wanting to whoop our butts, the Timberwolves. That's why they went and traded five picks, you know, for Rudy Gobert, not for anybody in the Western Conference besides the Memphis Grizzlies. Go ahead, go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, only thing I just, just really quick, I, I kind of chalk up the Sacramento game as an outlier because Sacramento just could not miss in that game. I think they started out what ten for ten for the, from three. Mm-hmm. Uh, to start their game like that, I talked the Sacramento game up as an outlier. So I, that one is fine, but these rest, the rest of these games were definitely inexcusable. Here, 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 here's why I want to get that, Trevor, because I'm happy you said that. 
the word defense is what comes to mind when I think about this whole last five game streak, right? And we're going to put pressure on King Climate because we have called him the King, you know, on this podcast. Um, it's, it's time for us to show us where this franchise is heading. And what I mean is that we're, you know, top 10 defensive team this year for sure already. But last year we were number one. Last year we, you know, we quote unquote didn't have the veterans on the team, but at the same time we had a the Anthony Melton who could come out and guard perimeters, especially coming off the bench. We had a slow mo who at times we can put into the starting lineup and come off the bench and still guard. Those two players helped us defensively. You take those players out of our rotation, and now we have younger players, which I get what they need to develop, but we need to know are we gonna continue to develop our players? Are we going to go into the direction of win now mode, which I feel like we should be at right now because the West Conference is still wide open at this point. May may I drop may I drop a bomb real quick? Um, to what you said about Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton is it, fine. They're of course quote unquote were considered the veterans at the time. I believe they're asked they're projecting that these two. And their production and things of that nature was going to be replaced by our quote unquote resident veteran of the team, Dylan Brooks, and that hasn't happened. And now you see where we are. Um, and again, we'll see how, how things shake up come February 9th. No, actually, it's supposed to be replaced by John Conchar, David Roddy, and oh. Zaire Williams, who especially <clears throat> Zaire has been the most disappointing. That's who's supposed to place their production. And Santi, and Santi, Santi has done his job. Santi Aldama is included in there as well. And Jack Laravio. Some form of those five <laughs> was supposed to be like truly replaceable for those productions. And they failed. And they, they failed so far. And if we could, you know, I don't know if we ready to transition into the next topic or not. Um, but I just wanted to define fine for the ladies and gentlemen that are listening to this great podcast that we do because you're listening to Grizz fans who are going to keep it real with you, who love the Grizzlies, but hey, we're going to call out the BS. And right now, you know, we call ourselves fine in the West. And if you def- look up, you know, Google fine, it say of high quality. And I'm looking at, you know, my, my, my three guys right here and I'm asking y'all just yes or no, are the Grizz playing high quality basketball right now? Just yes or no. That's a clear answer. No. Okay. And it says, uh, you can go down the adverb in a satis- satisfactory or pleasing manner and or very well. Are the Grizzlies pleasing us right now as fans watching them? Eight and 13. Recently, no. But, no I mean, you, I mean it's, it's no, but you got a silver lining. They're, they're still second in the West. because like, <laughs> They're second in the West with my thing, Trevor. We're second in the West, and if this team stay pat, in the playoffs, we're a worse team than last year in the playoffs. I'm not, in my opinion, I, and, I, and I agree because I believe if things stay the same that they were now, and I, if they're they're matching up with the seventh seed, which I believe right now would be the Golden State Warriors, and I'll be honest with you, I would pick the Warriors in the seven game series in that matchup, regardless. Of so, the notice, I'm picking them as Pick well, up. and I think that's the issue, especially if you're a John Morant, a healthy John Morant, away from the NBA Finals last year. My opinion, I don't think we're worse. I just don't think we're better. The reason I say that is because Jaron Jackson is better than he was last year. Jaron Jackson in the playoffs last year was basically just as bad as Dylan Brooks. He want to keep it one hundred. So get that I, man, get that man his touches, please. But we're not. But to your point, though, we're not built. We're not. You know, I think we kind of face the same fate we faced last yeah. year, pretty much. I, I gotta gotta disagree. We Kirk Cousins I, right now. 
We 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 not great. We not terrible. We just good. We just because y'all say we lose the Warriors in the first round. We lost the Warriors in the second round. You lose the Warriors. You lose the same team regardless. Uh, yeah. Any other team, I think we'd be in the first round potentially. Then it's a, it's the Warriors that I'm like I'm not fine with. They don't think we're beating. Mm. And that's still the issue, you know what I'm saying? Like, even I know that's like, saying that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if, I mean, it's like if, if we were to face, like, let, let's look at the standards right now, just saying, just as peg. If we were to play the Nuggets in the playoffs, do you think we could beat the Nuggets in the playoffs eventually, even like West Conference, whenever? Yes, in seven, yes, in seven, yes. I really do. The Nuggets don't get me like that. Okay, that's okay. We can put it, we can put They're it. Good. But I'm not saying we're going to sweep them. I think the Grizzlies can but that's what I'm saying. Been where the playoff experience is at. That's where I, yeah. once again, yeah. there you go. Okay, yeah. so I got the I'll go with yeah, the that's Clippers, the healthy Kawhi, healthy Paul George. That's no, that's the question mark. And that's only because I, I, I'm that's putting a the question mark because I think yeah. the Clippers are going to make a move to trade that line. I don't think, um, yeah. they're they're I can't judge them right now as constructed. No, that's that, no cool as constructed. Are we being Luca? No. Yeah. I think we could. Yes. Who, who, who else is outside of Luca on that team that I'm worried about? Yeah. We, we've seen Luca single handedly win playoff series. And you know, in the, in the playoff games, games slow down and that plays right into Luca Doncic's hands. And we've seen what Luca has done to the Grizzlies in regular season matchups. I, so, I, I feel like in a seven game series to the Grizzlies, actually being able to prepare adequately. Because most of the time, Luca catches us on a third game at four nights. Somebody missing. We never actually played them whole so like, stuff like that. Actually preparing for them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, silver lining. I'm, I'm with you there. Okay. It'll be cl- it'll, it's a toss up. I, 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 I think it's up. a. I think to your point too, we're not fine because fine. The definition of fine is we're the above. The, we're right headed above everybody else. We're the same yes. level everybody. Where we could beat this team, but we also could maybe lose to this team. Right. It's not a definitive our Boston on team we should be worried about. <laughs> Because the last thing that like I said I'm concerned about, and we just lost against against them, is the Timberwolves. We lost to them without that arguably second first best player. Uh, we, we I think they're better than him. I think we beat the Timberwolves. Take, bold take. They what? They, okay. No, we know that. He should have been traded. Yeah, we know that for a Should have been traded. If they make a move in, in trade, cat, and you know what I'm saying, and they better without him. I have heard anything about it. The, they they probably now, not. The only thing that I would say about the Timberwolves, trade or not, is they're not trading their head coach. Bingo. That's why I would pick the Grizzlies. But now I say all that just to run down the teams because, like I said, we we define the word fine, and I don't see the Grizz being fine no time soon. Like, we still drawing up, you know, plays for Ja Morant. You know, to get to the foul line or get to the paint, you know, at the end of games when we just saw the referees not give LeBron James a call, so make y'all think John Morant gonna get the same call. You know what I mean? And it's gonna get worse in the playoffs. But we but we've also seen free throws. Yeah, that's the thing. But to your point, 
to your point, too, we've also seen John Morant get to the basket and make some game winners in the playoffs in that same fashion. So it's kind of a slippery slope there. Well, I would say a slippery slope. It's kind of like apples and oranges. But, again, to Sharky's point, it's these free throws, man. Uh, uh, that bothers me that the Grizzlies as a team have the worst percentage out of all 30 teams right now at just below 75%. That That is, that is terrible. I'm sorry. Is it terrible or just – oh, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I about to say what hurt me is Desmond Bain. That Golden State game, him missing two clutch free throws. He's our best. Oh free-throw. man, that. When I saw that, that's what I was like. Oh, I don't know. I don't think we're getting better than free throws. If I best free throw, if I best free throw shooter who shooting almost ninety percent, who is actually shooting less than that this year, eighty two ish percent now, and he was shooting like ninety percent the last two years. If he missing clutch free throws, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and the thing about Memphis before you go back to this. Great water, great barbecue. We're going to miss free throws. That's Memphis, baby. We're going to miss some free throws. No matter if you're in a Tigers uniform or a Grizzlies uniform, baby, we ain't going to hit them free throws. Man, it's tough. It's true. It's, a ball it's tough. But it's tough. Like I, said, I, just want, I just want Memphis fans who listen to this podcast to temper your expectations. That's the last I want to say because, in my opinion, we're not a better team than last year. Sharky, you said we're kind of right here. I disagree, but that you know we can agree to disagree. Whatever, we're not the same team as last year. So, Grizz fans, let's tamper your expectations until we know for sure what King Climbing does at the trade demo. Um, and may I add to this that uh, Tuka said, we are at this point right now, as I said that we're recording, we are eight and thirteen against Western Conference teams that are right now seated from one to ten. So. That when you need numbers, ain't no number greater than wins and losses. Eight and 13 against those teams that are right now sitting in seats one through 10, of course, excluding us at number two, um, is not a good or it's not a fine sign at this point. Yep, man. And like you like to say earlier, man, we had to have tough conversations about the team. They are. They do have a better record than they had at this point last year. They are at the better position. Well, at the same position. No, actually better because they were number three at this time last year. Um, so, but like you said, you when you're thinking championship team now, we're not thinking just make the playoffs. You know, last year was a surprise year. Every, matter of fact, every year since since Josh been here has been, been a surprise. They ain't supposed to be competing for a playoff spot this rookie year. They were the second year. We didn't supposed to be in the play in getting to the playoffs. We did. Last year, we ain't supposed to be the, num- the number two seed, potentially a job or injury away from going to the NBA Finals. We were. So, I wait on development at this point. I, I, po- I posted a meme and I grouped me earlier. I put F them picks. Like, at this point, you got a bunch of rookies that you drafted these last couple of years. At some point, you're going to run out of roster space. You can't keep holding on to these first round picks going forward. I, I was against trading all these picks for potentially OG Unnobi before. I'm, I'm all for it now. Like, F them picks. <laughs> what 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 they want for OG? I know I know one thing. He could defend. He could hit in three. Danny Green come back. He do the same. I, I want to. I want them to find a way to get OG and keep Danny Green while getting him. That means and I think Dylan Brooks. And, and my apologies. And I believe once we get OG, well, if we were to get OG, but I'm speaking into existence. Once we get OG, he even stays another year. It's not like a rental. So to speak, that we have them for the rest of the year. We have them for another year as well for developing purposes. And to see if we want to keep them, and I would. 
What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. And can I ask y'all, Grizz, uh, Grizz uh, fans, this, bro? And when I say this, I mean y'all. How much are we really, us for, are we really putting on a healthy Danny Green to come and contribute? Because if you look at his numbers from last season, he was averaging 5.6 points a game. He's 35 years old. And if you were to look on Twitter, you thought this guy was the second coming to Shane Battier or something. How much are y'all, my guys right here, putting into Danny Green? And how long do y'all give him before Grizz Nation be like, oh, he's washed? Because I'm oh. yet to see that. And I'm, I'm been on that. Like, I'm not expecting much from him, honestly. Oh, I, so me personally, he's coming back for 20 CL, age 35. I'm not expecting much, definitely from the get-go. I'm expecting by playoff time because shooters know how to shoot no matter what. Now I'm I'm thinking by playoff time, he still can be able to hit an open three pointer and he's gonna get open opportunities with John Ray on the court. So I'm expecting that and I'm expecting some form of veteran leadership, which the team is missing. I need a veteran who's been there done that to be able to calm the guys down the timeouts and clutch situations and all that. So that's why I'm expecting. I'm not expecting, like you said, how Grizz Twitter is talking. They're talking like, you know. Like you said, second second coming in Shane Betty, eh? and yeah, I don't I don't expect like to that extent that much from him. Yeah, I, I think all this expectation comes from what he is going to be asked to do, and given his track record and pretty much him being proven, he actually can get knocked down some open threes pretty pretty, pretty well, with the exception of the bubble. But we all said the bubble was an outlier. Uh, just ask fellow Laker fans who uh, had to deal with Danny Green not being able to hit an open three. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would kind of pump the brakes just a little bit, just tamper your expectations just a little bit. But I think, again, it's coming from what he's being asked to do. And if you can basically just say, okay, stand here in the corner, the ball comes your way and you're wide open, shoot the three, knock it down. The corner is the short is the shortest distance of uh from the three point shortest three that you can shoot. So, pretty sure Danny Green, as long as he you know is able to stay healthy and he can move, pretty sure he can knock down two, two or three threes a night from the corner. I mean, it's not that bad. The I think the excitement could come because he's going against the second unit at all times. He's not going to be a starter per se as he's been in other roles, which is perfect for him at his age, coming off his injury. And yes, I expect him to give you, to be honest with you, I, I would expect eight points. That's my expectation for him once he gets things like rolling. Um, being, and again, this is eight points against the second second team, right? He's not going against the OGs, right? <laughs> the first um, round players. And once they see those other players coming in, hey, Jenkins, boop, boop, get them on out of there and let's put some real guys in there. But Against the second string, yeah, I, th- I think he gave us eight points tonight. I-, I I can see that happening, but no more. Now he's not giving you double digits, baby. He ain't doing that. I, uh, I hope nobody expected. <laughs> I, I, I hope nobody expected him to come in averaging twelve to fifteen. Because no, that's that's definitely not happening. Yeah, Took what you thinking? 
I like the eight points. I, I'm just worried about the, the perimeter defense from the bench. Because, like I said, outside of Dylan Brooks, who are a perimeter deep defenders on the Grizz team? You know what I'm saying? You know, Bang cool, you know, coming from injury, doing his thing. We we can kind of count them in that. But outside of them two, like, who guard, who guard in the perimeter? And to yeah, your that's point. Why, that's why you trade for OG. And yeah, that, that's why Zaire that, was disappointing. And that's why Zaire yeah. was getting minutes in the Golden State game because of his defense. So, yeah. And oh, you go. <laughs> get started on that last play. Golly. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was the Zaire role, man. Zaire, I've been trying to take up for you, man, but you're making it hard this season, dog. <laughs> you're making it hard for me. I'm still on the Zaire bandwagon, but you're making it hard for me, bro. <laughs> I tell you now, if Toronto said they want Zaire for OG, you make the chalk and deuces. <laughs> and I like Zaire too, but hey, OG is still young. Hey. I know, I know what you got in him. <laughs> oh man, but all right, moving forward, going forward, and you know what? Just going back to Danny Green, average eight points. Danny, um, Anthony Milton average his highest was ten point eight. So Danny Green give you eight. I mean, hey, that's not too far off. That's not nothing to slouch at. But I think uh, going back to with Danny Green, his perimeter defense, he's always been known as three and D guy. At his age, that's what you're thinking. Like, oh, I don't know, his defense is gonna be there. So that's gonna be the real question with him is the defensive end. As on offense, I expect on back threes, and that benefits with him playing against the second unit, so he doesn't have to yeah. guard uh, your top tier players. So there you go. Yeah. But coming forward, speaking of Danny Green, he is playing his first game against the Portland Trailblazers uh, coming up this week. I'm pretty sure he's not going to play it back to back, so they do play at Cleveland the next night. So they play Portland at home Wednesday in the ice outside. So hopefully, hopefully we that gets a fans at the game because hey, you know how Memphis are when weather. When the weather gets bad out here and driving, we saw all that today. But they play at Cleveland the next night on TNT, a national TV game. So I already know what my prediction is for that game. And they play Toronto Sunday. Speaking of Toronto, gone smack them up and try to make the trade right after the game. So what y'all got for this week? <laughs> Portland at Cleveland and Toronto back here. I, I'm gonna stick with history on my side, man. I'm gonna go two and one with the loss on TNT to the Cavaliers. Hey, you made that short and sweet. Yeah, I was waiting for you to give a little more on that one. I didn't want to cut your monologue right there, player. Uh, but give me two and one as well. I think, honestly, I think even like the back-to-back playing against Cleveland, going from the snowy temperatures, and, you know, it's going to be snowing in Cleveland too, so it's going to be a little bumpy getting in there, all that stuff, and leaving out. Um, and so I think the the thing of the weather will hurt us and, and be a concern, along with we're not going to bring probably everyone anyway uh, for a back-to-back because we're coming right back. And uh, when we play Toronto, listen, if Zaire's got to sit out, OG got to sit out, and a few other players got to sit out to make something happen, we're already here. Zaire can jump on the flight back with y'all. OG can stay right here with us. And we good. And I'll take two. Matter of fact, we could lose that game, God dog. We could be one and two. If we get OG, I'm good. Love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh man, it's funny that you said one and two because that's definitely what I got us going. Um, until further notice, because <laughs> the Grizz really pissed me off this week, bro. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like y'all said, y'all fine, and then y'all lose five straight against Western Conference teams, and with the t- Trailblazers, it could be six. So I'm gonna say if it's a dog fight and we we in a you know who gonna close this game out, uh, y'all bet y'all y'all bottom dollar. I'm putting my money on on Dame Dollar. 
outside of job and i love me some grids i know about job but shoot it's gonna be if it's gonna be dang time it's gonna be dang time and you know that could be the reason we lose that game so uh give me a loss against them give me a loss against the cavaliers team who won his own tnt which is our tnt curse and for two it was a really close game against cleveland last time so i'm pretty sure they got that in their, in their back pocket as well and then three of four toronto that interior defense ain't too good i think ja probably put up 30 day game and get us that dub yeah, plus Donovan Mitchell are probably playing in this game too, more than likely. See that we go, see. <laughs> yeah. And you know, LPR, we live by consistency is key. And consistently the Grizzlies have one home game. They are 21 and 3 at home and 10 2 against the West. They are going two and one this week. They lose road games, they win home games. Simple as that. They're gonna win the two home games against Portland and Toronto. They can go ahead and make their trade at halftime, like they tried to do when they tried to sneak Marshawn Brooks instead of Dylan Brooks in the game in the fourth quarter, whoever they were playing that night to Phoenix. They could they could do pull that stuff this time on Sunday, but actually do it correctly and get OG to stay in Memphis and I have to fly back to, to Toronto. That almost was the heist of the century that we almost snatched up Kelly Oubre for virtually nothing. But <laughs> what were you at that game, Shark? We was at the game and Marcus all just came out and waved to the crowd and everything. Was it that night? Wasn't it that night? Something nah, like that. that wasn't that one. That was the uh, I remember it. that was against Minnesota. That one we talking about now, that was on TV. That was on that was okay, on TV. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was later in the season. I think it was the same season. It was later. It was like round trade deadline. Yep. <laughs> but man, that does it, man. Another fun episode. Hey, Grizz talk, man. The Grizz is our good team. We know that. But hey, when you actually get the expectation that you want more and you say you're fine in the West, we're going to match your expectation. So we don't see if we're going to call you out. So hey, John Brandon, them. They know what they got to do. They know they it. Not only us, not only Grizz Nation, but the whole NPA. Are they on they on their head right now? So um they gotta step up to the plate and Zach Climbing need to make some moves if DB. But of course, y'all know y'all can follow us on Twitter at the start of pad and I'm fine M E M follow the Gristy Rep Blues, SBN Gristies, and check out the other podcasts on the network, GBB Live Podcast, Score Four Podcast, Next Gen, and Gristy Bear Bets. Also, check out all the articles as Parkway Hills doing like some trade, trade move article, trade move articles right now at gristybearblues.com. But remember, I always follow me on Twitter at the one D A O N E underscore P Shark. Yeah, I'm at the auto Trevor. You know, of is a preposition, so don't capitalize the the O in that word. Um, yeah, this may be the last day of Dylan Brooks Island. And I know that stock is low, and I'm not buying that one. It's really shitty, man. Hey, O G. Man, look, if this is the last time you were pointed at Dylan Brooks Island, I promise you, we're going to throw a party somewhere. I got you, wherever island you want to go to. But just let y'all know, Grizz fans, we ain't fine at all. We ain't fine at Tef Shakira. Y'all can add me at the bottom if you're watching. Add me, let me know what y'all think. But uh, we ain't fine, especially compared to the definition that we defined on this episode. That's tough. Remember, follow our fifth member, underscore Skylito. Until next time, Grid Station. And hopefully, we have some moving parts next time. Go Grid. Go Grid.
What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.